thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and as always, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is my brother from another mother, the handsome, the remarkable, the inspirational Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Hello, great man. Back. How are you? What's Mate, going on? Oh, plenty happening up here. We have um, the, the kids have got their cousins over. Uh, Uncle Chris, Sarah's brother Chris, is going down your neck of the woods for a few days. And uh, the Pierce household at the moment is uh, there's nine human beings staying with us at the moment. Um, really? There we have uh, five children, Sarah and myself and Sarah's mum and dad, all in the Pierce HQ uh, madhouse. Um, so that's what's going on in my world. Attempting to record podcasts wow. whilst we have all of these um, people in the house. Fun again. We're going to have to start hanging dunas up off <laughs> the office. A little bit of Darby of, screaming um, out before, which I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's just keeping it real. Keeping yeah, it real. People go, oh, should we edit the ums and ahs out? I'm like, don't edit anything out. Don't edit the kids' screams out. People want a bit of authenticity, don't they, Damo? Well, they do. People love authenticity. And, uh, and, and one of our recent... Uh, episodes is all on that, you know, and and so we're 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 big on authenticity. Should we lie about it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that a secret. Don't tell anybody. Our little secret. We hate our lives. We hate our jobs. We hate each other. Dude, that's yeah. a, that, that's a story. That's a good dinner party story. All of the radio hosts that can't stand their co-hosts. Oh, what an funny thing! Yeah, there was you know life purpose thing. Hey, there was a moth, like a, you know, like a moth that flies around a moth, and this moth walked into a podiatrist's office one day, and uh, and the moth said to the podiatrist, you know, or the podiatrist said to the moth, you know, please come through and you know grab a seat. So the moth and the podiatrist sit down, and they start talking, and the podiatrist says, so you know, what brings you here? And he says, well, you know. Life's hard. Life's hard. You know, I, I buzz around, I fly around. My wife left me. My kid died in winter because it was too cold out there. Life's just not great. You know, life's really difficult. I just don't know what my life purpose is. I'm really struggling at the moment. You know, I just don't know which way to turn. It's hard to find work. It's hard to find food. I don't know where to go. The podiatrist says, you know what? I, I, I honestly think you need help. You need to see a psychologist. You need a psychologist. And the moth says, yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I think you're right. I need a psychologist. And so the podiatrist says, well, what brought you in here? And he said, well, the light was on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Anyway, the purpose of that, of that was all about um, life purpose. You know, you said purpose and people, you know, <laughs> being lost. And I just went on a tangent. I wanted to share that little joke. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> the light was on. That's why the moth went there because the light was on. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, you know, we could we could dedicate a whole episode to the stories, metaphors, and um, lessons of that joke. <laughs> There's a few, isn't there? Because there are a lot of people out there right now that are behaving like moths. 
<laughs> oh, tell me about it. It's, uh, yeah. it's actually a great metaphor. You know, you've gone to the wrong person just because the light was on. The light was that on. That could have been part of our previous interview or the, our previous yeah. podcast. You saw that, that Facebook ad. You saw the post. You flashy lights, the, flashy the bikini, lights whatever it was. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, that's where you're headed mm. because the light was on and so you liked it. Started opening up your soul and built up some kind of you know quasi rapport, and you thought that uh, this person was going to be the the one who gave you all the answers. But you know what happens? <laughs> I just have to have this conversation now. You know what happens? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so if Tell we're me. all moths, right? This is what happens. People get into the room now and they go, "The lights are on, but is this the right room? Am I meant to be in this room? Oh my gosh, I can't find myself. I'm looking for myself. Where's the light? And then I see another light. Oh yes, no, this is the room. This is the room. This is the place I'm meant to be. And then they. Instagram and they selfie it and they photo bomb it and they've got their coconut here and because they found the room, this is the light that was on. But then they realize mm. that light goes out, the globe breaks, it smashes to pieces like, oh, my life's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. It's like the movie, um, was it Ants? Um, and the leaf falls down in front of the ants and the guy goes, oh, my God, I'm lost, I'm lost. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, Come over here, take a step to the left, take a step to the left, now walk around the leaf uh-huh. and there you go, there's your line again. Oh, my God, thank you, you saved my life. You know, people fall, you know, fall apart when one little thing goes wrong these oh. days. Um, so anyway, fascinating, fascinating. Now, we interviewed a gorgeous lady uh, recently on the on the uh, 100 Not Out podcast and we were speaking to Ada Merkies and she had recently been awarded the Polish Cross. Was it the Polish Cross? It's called the got? Siberian Exile Cross. There we go. As part of there. her walk from Warsaw to Berlin on the hunt for Hitler and his men and women. Mm. Mm. Um, when she was enlisted or she uh, she signed up for the... Polish army. Yeah, huge, huge story, huge story. Anyway, and uh, part of that interview was uh, was with uh, Dr. Alice Murkies, her daughter, um, who's a GP uh, here in Brighton, and um, and Marcus Pierce, you caught up with her recently in Byron Bay, didn't you? With Tommy Havey's daughter, Rhonda. I have this wonderful photo on my phone that I keep on meaning to tell the world about on my Insta-famous Instagram account. Why don't we um, put it, we'll attach it to this uh, this podcast. Oh, cool. there you go. Perfect. Good, everyone. And then see who uh, Alice is and yes. who Rhonda is. That'd be great. Yes. The Good daughter call. of the late, great Tommy Hafey. Yes. Do we hear some stories? Yeah. Gee, he's great. He was, what, a, what a great inspiration. We're going to start reminiscing. Come on, tell us about it. Uh-huh. We'll just start reminiscing like we're at a pub going, oh, feel like oh, she's such a beautiful person. So anyway, I was just sitting with her and we're chatting. We had a beautiful uh, lunch. We both had salmon um, outside our, our local cafe in um, in, St. Ma- in Brighton at, at St. Martin's and um, it was good. It was good. Anyway, as, I was, as we were chatting, we're just going around and about and there was just so many one degree of separation stories, you know, mm. one or two degrees of separation in terms of who we knew. Um, who we were linked in with and all that sort of stuff, we hit it off. Like we were, you know, like a house on fire. We were we were there in the moment and we lost an hour. Like it was just <laughs> just like that. You never get but, that hour back. Never, but I don't want it back because it was a great hour. And um, and so we shared a lot. And But what was interesting is in the conversation, I didn't mean to be, I didn't mean to be heavy and I didn't mean to be a moaner, um, but we got talking about judgment. And, you know, my story of being on the golf course and the pharmacist, oh. asked, you know. <laughs> did you, you share do? that on a podcast or did you just share that over the phone with me? <laughs> I think I shared it only with tell you. Tell the story. you got to tell the story. 
All right. Well, people know that I'm a chiropractor, a naturopath, and a nutritionist. In my former life, I attempted to become an accountant, but I uh, two and a half years of first year accounting was, you know, enough of a warning for me to say, "Hey, this isn't for you." Anyway, I uh, when I graduated from um, naturopathy school, I I started work. Actually, before I graduated, I started working in pharmacies, helping them flog products in their in their businesses, and. Um, <laughs> That's true, isn't it? That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> and I um, and I did it, you know, because I, I really believed that I was doing the right thing. And and I probably was. And, and probably if I was to do it again, I, I would still be trying to do the right thing. And so I built up a great rapport with pharmacies and pharmacists and their values. Pharmacies and pharmacists generally have good values and they, uh, they ask questions. And I like people who ask questions, which is great. Anyway, um, I know a lot of pharmacists as a result, you know, worked in 16 or 17 different pharmacies in my time. I've had forage in different pharmacies through my time. And and I uh, I went to play golf one day and I got paired up with a bloke. And um, nice guy, I'm not going to mention his name, retired pharmacist, about 60-something years old. Nice guy. Um, and he said to me, now I hate this question. The reason why I hate this question is because when I go to parties inadvertently, there's uh, there's an element of judgment that goes with it. Now I, we don't do this with any other profession that I'm aware of, um, but used car salesman. Yeah, all right, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, uh, we're, I'm I'm mixing in great grand circles then. So <laughs> I um, I'm, I'm about to tee off on the first hole, introduce myself to the three other players, and uh, I tee off. I hit a beautiful shot. It's like gone for miles gone for miles it kept on going we started walking it was still flying through the air that's how good that shot was and um and and the my partner that i was playing with said to me so what do you do (laughs) now background i know that this guy because i've already asked him you know what do you get up to he said oh i i was i was a pharmacist i've retired since retired as a pharmacist and I said, oh, that's that's great. You know, good on you. I know X, Y, Z. I know this person. I know this person. He, I said, you know, he goes, yeah, I know them. They're great people. I said, yeah, they're great people. Really good. And so we're talking about the people that we knew, which is always a, a great way to break the ice, and particularly if you're saying great things about these people. And I was, and um, and he then said to me, so what do you do? <laughs> and I said, uh, well, I do a number of things. I do a number of things. And he said, oh, right, okay, cool, what do you do? And I said, well, I've got a, a muesli company. And he said, oh, right, yeah, I eat muesli and my wife eats muesli. What sort of muesli company is this? Oh, it's a gluten-free, healthy muesli company. You know, we pride ourselves on using raw and the best quality ingredients. We're gluten-free, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He said, oh, that gluten-free fad. And I've gone, oh, okay, yeah, no, no, it's not really a fad. You know, it's a real thing that, you know, people require and desire and it's a health food and he said well you know you're probably full of sugar i said no no there's no sugar he said well you said you do a lot of things what else do you do i said oh well you know um, i'm a nutritionist and uh, i'm a naturopath and uh, and i've gone on to study to be a chiropractor and he said well i don't like any of those things (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh great 18 holes of paradise coming up i haven't even had my second shot of let's say i played a good round of say 80 shots haven't even had my second shot on the first hole that we've teed off on, and he's gone, I don't like any of those things. <laughs> he doesn't even know me from a bar of soap. I hate gluten-free, I, can't stand nutritionists, naturopaths, and chiropractors. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, why do you 
say that? He said, well, there's no evidence. I said, there's heaps of evidence. It's just that when you don't look for the evidence, you're not going to find it. And he said, well, that's not true. I look for evidence all the time. I said, well, only for the things that you're working with, not for the things that you don't know anything about. And uh, so off we go, about to have my second shot. I'm a little bit shaken up because I'm about to have a, you know, a, <laughs> a, a lightsaber fight on one of the best golf courses in the world. You know, my seven iron. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I, and I said to him, you know, it's interesting that you say that because there's so much research for what I do. Um, it's just that you're just not aware of it. And he said, hey, look, you could be right, but I still don't like it. <laughs> so there was that judgment. And I've been to parties where I've seen, you know, I've said to people that I'm a chiropractor and people have gone, oh, I don't like chiropractors. Yeah. I, I was even in a, um, I was in a Manchester shop. My great mate, David McNamara, was opening up a, a Manchester shop in Bentley East. And I was standing there. Um, and there was a lady there at the register, and I said, I said, how do you know David? And she said, oh, you know, blah, 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 I know David through X, Y, Z. And she said, how do you know David? And I said, oh, well, I used to play cricket with him when I studied in accountant. She goes, you're an accountant? I said, oh, no, I'm actually a naturopath and a, and a chiropractor. She goes, I hate chiropractors. <laughs> <laughs> I said, really? That's amazing. You hate chiropractors? She goes, yes, the, you know, the, you're all, you know, just money hungry and um, and you hurt and kill people. I said, oh, it's your husband's dog's brother's boyfriend's cousin's nephew's niece um, had their head ripped off and a fall roll down the gutter and fall into the sea and then dolphins ate it. <laughs> she said, well, you know, no need to be like that. I said, well, it's a funny thing to say. What do you do? And she says, I'm a school teacher. I said, I hate school teachers. Dude. She said, how can you say that? Well, how can you say that you hate chiropractors? You don't even know who we are. And so this whole judgment thing kind of yesterday. And so we're talking about APRA. We're talking about um, Friends of Science in Medicine, those buff heads. And um, we're talking about oh, uh, off now. Pink, all those Richard Craniums that are in those sorts of organizations. And, and uh, Alice said to me, we're just ignorant. Medics are just ignorant. Medicine's ignorant. And I said, well, not all of you, you know, not all of you, you know, inflict judgment. Because we also spoke about um, some of my family members who are in medicine. Um, and I won't mention their names as well, but some of the judgments that they've cast towards the professions that I'm part of. And um, and so it's been, it was very interesting. As she said, I'm, I'm fascinated by this judgment thing. I had no idea. And Alice is part of um, Craig Hassard's wellness program that's been ah. taught to medicine in um, in at Monash University. And so she's part of the change within. And so she's very aware that, you know, the medics need to change. Doctors need to be more aware and be more open to what it is that other professions are doing to help people out there because that our intention is to help people and she said we've got to kind of drop this judgment thing we've got to move on from judgment because it doesn't serve anybody it doesn't help and um and so we're going to catch up again and talk about this judgment thing but i thought it'd be a really cool thing to just to reflect on it you know where in your life do you judge people and uh, and and is that actually healthful for you or does that actually limit your experience um, i look at my grandfather who's you know he's just in a struggle town and he's not He's not doing well, I have to say. You know, he, just before he turned 99, the day before, we took him into a high-care facility, to, you know, for care. He's gone from living at home by himself at 98.95 years old and then having a fall and then his spirit being broken and now he's in a high-care facility, not doing very well at all. And he doesn't judge people. 
like he, he's never judged people. He's always only had nice things to say. And I wonder whether or not there's a judgment element in longevity. And I, I think it's worth exploring that, you know, because we look at the people like Alice's mum, Ada, who received that Siberian medal. And, and we look at, um, you know, many of the Holocaust survivors and they've been able to forgive and, and remain relatively non-judgmental, it seems. And they've lived a long time. So I wonder whether or not there's a, a lack of judgment or an absence of judgment um, that, that confers longevity. Oh, you're, this, is, this is a wonderful conversation. What and, do you think? Oh, absolutely it does. And this, this is all down to spirit. So I'm writing this down as you're talking. And I think it's conditional love versus unconditional love. So conditional love is judgment because if you are judging, you are putting conditions on a person or an event or a circumstance. Um, yeah. And then to go from conditional to unconditional does require forgiveness. That is really the vehicle or the pathway to unconditional, which people like Ada um, and Selena Biniaz and the other, say, Holocaust survivors we've spoken to have done. It's taken them many years, some 20, 25 years of not speaking about their past and then going down a path of forgiveness in order to bring more, more grace and, and ease to their life. But there is no doubt that the the challenge of forgiveness because it's not easy forgiveness i think for a lot of people is very i call it the most difficult exercise in personal growth really is forgiveness but without um when forgiveness isn't there there is conditions on the contract there's judgment and it's you don't get my love until you do x y or z you don't get my love oh golf player until you become a pharmacist or in the medical field or something that i can research that has hard, uh, you know, evidence that, that I <laughs> believe to be true or whatever, however you like to um, say it because until that's the case, then I judge you which is another way of saying I don't forgive you um, in, 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 in the way that we're talking about it and that's just, it's a, there's no doubt in my mind that it's a toxic way to live and it does catch up with people um, and it does cause premature death. There's no doubt about it. It's got it, doesn't it? It's got it. But I think that also applies to chiropractors too because, um, you know, as much as chiropractic is an incredibly healthful profession, um, there's language that's that's often used and in and around fear um, of speaking to, you know, medics or general practitioners, you know, I think people actually build up stories in their their head about what it is that um, happens in the real world. I, I think that um, there's professions out there that really w- would like to, you know, work with chiropractors and work with nutritionists and naturopaths, um, but um, they don't, you know, there's there's a, a caution around it, you know, people are, are scared to go and ask those questions, have those conversations. But don't you think this is the same as, as any, <clears throat> pardon me, group dynamic? Like, this is the same in families. It's all about starting a conversation. You look at family dynamics and relationships that have fallen apart or that aren't actually flourishing, it's all because there's judgment and a lack of conversation. But like you said earlier, the person that says sorry first wins. The person that has the guts to actually begin the conversation, to actually go, well, let's get to know each other a little bit more. We, in other words, let's stop judging each other and be curious about what makes the other tick. That's, for me, the path, whether it's in the chiropractic profession or a family where there's biffs or, and, and, and misunderstandings and tension or whether it's in a workplace or a friendship, they're all the same. It's just a lack of understanding, which is most of the time a lack of conversation. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And I think that in more conversation, you know, the story of, of catching up with people 
and the, and you know what actually happens, the magic that actually occurs when you actually have a proper conversation with people, rather than having an assumption of people or a judgment of people. I think that's it's it's, it's widely greatly underestimated. And in the past, in the good old days, before you and I were born, when mm-hmm. computers didn't exist, if we didn't feel comfortable um, having a conversation, we would write the person a letter and express our feelings. And we dip the feather in the ink and the letter would probably go for 10 pages and we would express our feelings and our emotions and we would release it. Whereas now, unfortunately, people will send a terse email that goes for two lines that has no um, tone in it because you can't Oh, well, the, well, the tone is often... Um, uh, uh, Emoticons, could be emojis. Yes, but there's, there's no um, elaboration on how someone's feeling. You know they're feeling terse or angry or upset or whatever it is, but we've lost the art of not just expressing our feelings and emotions properly, but, we've, but because of that, there is judgment, uh, which is nothing else but fear, and the fear is that people don't want to be exposed or non-right, in other words, they don't want to feel wronged um, because that's got vulnerabilities written all over it and what will they think of me and so on and so forth. Um, But I think people like Alice, um, having had the example of her mum who just lived an incredible life, like you said, she is a force for change and that is the ripple effect of someone like Ada Merkies living the life that she did with the value that she has, that she lives because she's still alive at 95, but living the life that she lives with the values that she has, which then um, she has instilled by her example through to her children. 100%. 100%. Kind of cool, actually. It's wonderful. Kind of cool. Mm. You know, because who would have thought I was speaking to my... I was speaking to Jill, Sarah's mum, the other night on the couch telling her the story of Ada Murkies, yep. Big shout out to Jilly, who's a 100 not out listener. And um, <laughs> we were, I was telling you about um, the Ada Murphy story. And Annie Kate. Yep, and Annie Kate. Should be listening. Big love to mm. you, Annie Kate. And um, I was saying, do, do you remember Ada Swimwear? And she said, of course I do. And I was like, oh my gosh, how amazing is that? Because that was Ada Murphy's label. But it does go to show that the ripple effect transcends industries. You know, we've got swimwear on one side. When you mentioned it beautifully and Alice said when I caught up with her up here in Byron, she'd never thought of her mum's life uh, the way that you had um, described it in that she had such an eye for beauty and you consider that because she would have experienced so much um, uh, destruction or whatever the opposite of beauty is in her life, particularly in those war times, she had such an eye for beauty. Um but you, you think that Ada's ripple effect or influence transcended through the so swimwear industry, but also when you look at the values that transcended through to the family and then now into the field of medicine and integrative health and maybe even more um, uh, collectiveness and community within healthcare, um, the ripple effect is an, it's incredible. I agree. What was interesting also, just in finishing off, mate, I know we're about to finish up, but it was interesting yesterday just um, thinking about things. I've been listening a lot to my mate Mark Howard recently, Howie. Um, on the Howie, Howie Games. Games. Oh, yeah, I love it. it. Big shout out to Howie and the Howie Games, the number one podcast on the uh, charts for all podcasts about sport. He's unbelievable. He's great. He just gets all these uh, terrific guests. And so, you know, um, sports stars essentially is, is what his, uh, his focus is. And I, when I was chatting with Howie, 
you know, he's taken a he's, – he's been very focused on his health and well-being. And I, actually, I love the way he interviews because he speaks very similar to you, Marcus Pierce. Like when I listen to both of you, you sound so similar. Um, but anyway, my thing with, with Howie is that he's interviewing what we would call sporting greats. But we're interviewing people that have influenced and impacted the world um, and they're greats. So if you think about what someone has done in 100 years um, or in 90 years and you look at um, the forgiveness and people that have been involved in wars or have been involved in, you know, starting businesses and all that sort of stuff, we're, we're interviewing some absolute greats, greats, people who have actually impacted and influenced the world. Um, that aren't necessarily sporting greats, but they're greats in humanity. They're life, and, and they're life greats. Life greats. And, uh, and I shared that with Alice yesterday too, and she loved that because, you know, she hadn't really uh, thought of, you know, her mum's contribution to the planet in that in that way. But uh, it's quite easy to see that because that's what her mum does. Yeah, I love the flow-on effect. Love the flow-on effect. Oh, we could go on forever. You could tell more jokes and more stories from the golf course. And as always... <laughs> Who would have thought that we'd get that podcast from um, a, a story about a moth walking into a podiatrist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have um, we should have a, a weekly joke from Damo because on uh, the last two episodes you've given us a joke and it's just the best. Um, more comedy, more comic relief from Damien Christoph on the next edition of 100 Not Out. For more on Damo, get to DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. Thanks to all of our wonderful listeners, to Joseph Tomo, our editor, Rosie, Rosie Garner, who does our social media, to the entire Wellness Couch community, all of the podcasters. Go and check them out over at TheWellnessCouch.com. Um, remember to tune in to Damo on The Wellness, guys. We have over 2,000 episodes available on the network. Thanks again for your support. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. I realised in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.